Crispin here on the North Shore Vineyard Church audio podcast. Today on the podcast, uh, we have a message entitled Loving Jesus, Loving Kids, which uh, kicks off our uh, a month of focusing on the stuff we're doing with children at North Shore Vineyard and kind of our plans for reaching out to kids in the community. This message also features my wife's debut on a Sunday morning, so we're doing the kind of dual message together. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and head to the talk. North Shore Vineyard Church, downtown Covington. Thanks for listening. We're going to do a, a dual message today. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome the First Lady of North Shore Vineyard. <laughs> Dina. I do not appreciate that. I know you don't. How you doing? Good. Well, for those of y'all that uh, some people never see Dina because she's working across the way in our children's church. Uh, Dina is the director of our children's ministry, and I've got her here today because we're going to do a uh, kind of a a message, a one-time message on... uh, where we are as the church on children's ministry, the value of kids in this church, and some opportunities uh, to get involved in those areas. So uh, Dina is our children's director. She's kind of been our unofficial children's director since the beginning. We started out over in that little building over there, and uh, our children's ministry initially con- uh, consisted of Ezra and Asher. We had two kids, humble beginnings. And now we got a whole mess of kids back there on the weekends. Uh, we've actually got, some of y'all don't know this, we've got a, 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 another office next door that uh, Shane Blau back there with uh, New Heights Ministries, they let us use it on Sundays. So we got another place to do our fourth through sixth graders. Uh, we got a ton of kids. And uh, really probably our biggest place of growth in this church is uh, people keep having babies. So <laughs> it's it's great, great uh, problems to have. Uh, I don't know if there's a correlation between our marriage course and, but um, <laughs> I'd like to think so. Uh, but this morning we're going to talk about just kind of what what we uh, envision here, kind of uh, with children, because uh, we want you to know that the children it, it, they're a big deal to us. And I want to start off by reading a, a passage from Luke 18. Um, no, actually Matthew 19, verse 13. Then the people brought. Little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the, the disciples rebuked them. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And he would, when he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. I love, there's a lot of stories we can see kind of throughout the gospels where you get this idea that children are a problem. <laughs> you know, Jesus is doing spiritual things, and children show up, people show up with kids, crying babies, and the disciples are like, oh my gosh, shut those kids up, get those kids out of here. And Jesus is like, no, let the kids be around me. I like kids. And and Jesus makes this a point over and over again, and I love the way Jesus says it here. He says, look guys, don't, the, the kingdom of heaven is made of, of, of people like this. Unless you become like a child, you don't even get in. You don't get to experience the kingdom. We've got to start out like children. So instead of, of seeing children as a hindrance or, or something that gets on our nerves or distracts us, let's embrace children and realize that, that, that they have the key in a sense. They show us 
a way to connect with God. And so I just want to start off with this idea. You know, in here over and over again, we, we always talk about starting with Jesus. And so when we start with Jesus, we see that, that in the ministry of Jesus, he welcomed children. He embraced them. He wasn't bothered by them. He wasn't put off by them. Uh, he, he wasn't freaked out. He embraced them. And he actually uh, got onto people that, that, that got aggravated with kids. So um, as a church... Uh, we have, we've, we've been meeting a, a lot. We've gotten pretty intentional in this last year and a half. Dina came on as our, our official director last year, our, our second, our, 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 our uh, first part-time staff person here at North Shore Vineyard. And, uh, and I think in the, in the beginning, um, you know, you hear uh, it's just a natural thing for the pastor's wife to do children's ministry. And so... Uh, I was not happy about it in the beginning because I didn't get to choose. He got to choose. He got to choose to be the pastor. Why do I get placed somewhere that I didn't want to be at the time? But then when he starts searching for someone to take over what we had started doing from the ground up, I was, I was like, whoa. What are they going to do? <laughs> and he said, well, do you want to do it? I don't know. I'll pray about it. <laughs> and so I, I really, I'm here because I, I want to be yeah. now. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's good having, it's, it's a lot better when you have somebody here who wants to be here. Um, Right, uh, I, I think you know when you're when you go to school, uh, you've had teachers that want to be there and love kids, and then you have teachers who may be good teachers, but they don't like kids. Yeah. And uh, I would much rather have a teacher at the end of the day that is maybe not as good of. A, I'm not saying that about you, but I'm just saying <laughs> I would much rather have somebody that loves kids and is passionate about their job than than somebody who may even be more gifted at the end of the day. Uh, and, and so we, we brought Dina on. It became obvious. And, we, you know, we went through this process for about a year. We were looking for things because I, I, I really I did feel bad as a pastor because I'm like, I, I hate leaving her back there. I hate that it's a burden to her that she feels kind of pushed into something she didn't want to do. Uh, so we're looking. I'm actually, you know, we were about to put a whole thing on the National Vineyard site looking for a children's pastor and all this stuff and typed up everything. And then she's like, well. I might throw my hat in there, and uh, but it was so obvious. I think for anybody that knows Dina, that that she just she just loves kids. She really loves kids. She's been working with kids now. I mean, really, uh, probably twelve or thirteen years. I mean, going back to when we lived in Hammond, she's just she's always done that. She works at a preschool during the week, and um, so over the last year and a half, we uh, we were kind of thinking through what what is it that we want to to do in children's ministry. And really the, the main objective that we kind of came out with as far as like our, our, our foundational statement was loving, loving Jesus and loving kids. That's it. Like that's our main thing. And I would say that's even more important than, than teaching the Bible to kids. Because I, I, I really have the conviction, and we do teach the Bible, by the way. Yeah. But, but, but here's the deal. Um, we want kids that come back into our children's ministry to, number one, the, the one thing that they take away is that they're loved. 
that they're loved. And actually, at the end of the day, that actually gives you credibility for the things you say, right? Uh, what's the old saying go? You know, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I believe that's true with kids. Uh, if, if, you want, if you want kids to, to know something, love them first. And so we love Jesus. We love kids. Uh, and that, that is through every, everything that we do. And so I want to talk about a couple of things that we do along those lines. But before that, let's see. I want, I want to, I, I think I've introduced Dina, but I want her to share a little bit of her story because there's a pretty cool little backstory on how she encountered God as a child in a very rough time. And, and there were some, some Christians that actually uh, revealed the love of God to her. So why don't you share that story? I didn't get the. Sorry. We're gonna hire a cool media guy one of these days, but right now it's just me. He failed. I'll post it on Facebook later. There's a really cute picture of her. When I was four. So, and I thought it would be cool for y'all to see that, so that you know. When you see this, it's hard to believe that it was four, you know. But um, when I was four, a very um, big moment happened. My mother was a single mother, and uh, she had to put me in a children's home for a little while because she could not um, take care of me. And um, my brother was living with my real dad, uh, nobody really knew what she was doing. Um, but anyway, um, before I met Jesus, I thought as an adult, I was very wounded by that. It was just, you know, I believe that's where rejection came in. But then um, when I met Jesus as an adult, the song that I heard, I was in my bathroom. I had been uh, in a fight about three days before this happened. I'd been in a bar brawl, yes. <laughs> so. This was before she became a Christian. A few days. I'll do that now, too. He always tries to calm me down. Um, I wouldn't do that now, I don't think. I hope not. Anyway, um, and I just remember being in the bathroom and just kind of falling apart. But the song I heard was, Jesus loves me, this I know. And then it took me back to that time when I was four, where I first heard that song, and that was the children's home. And though my heart was broken as a child and I didn't understand why I was there, um, as an adult, I can see my mom gave me the greatest gift. You know, she couldn't take care of me, so she put me in the hands of somebody who could love me. What a responsible mom. 
So um, anyway, they used to take us to church on Sundays. We had a bus that would come pick us up at um, the children's home. And I remember just loving going. And um, But when I went to this children's home, there was this one particular lady. She was head of the children's home, and her name was Miss Harrelson. It's really hard to say that name, so I'll just call her the head lady. But um, <laughs> she loved me so much. I was the youngest one there, and um, there were... There were other kids, and we all just, um, we were loved by this one woman. And she made sure that we knew Jesus, but not without her love. And so um, that was a very significant part and shift in my life. And I would just say that as a four-year-old, um, because she came in, I was able to experience love in a time of rejection or what I felt as rejection. So. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, I really believe that's part of Dina's heart for little kids is because she realizes personally the, the, the power, the power of just being loved when you're little, just being acknowledged, just being seen being noticed, being valued, not as a distraction, but as a person, you know, being seen as a person. And, and so th this is foundational to, to everything we do in the ministry here at North Shore Vineyard. We want to love kids. Um, and so the way that, that, that we kind of express uh, these, these things currently is we have age-specific ministry. Some of you don't realize what we have going on, but you got, we got a little TV monitor back there. You can look back into the classrooms, but we have classes for kids uh, going all the way up to, to uh, sixth grade every weekend. We started offering fourth through sixth grade uh, classes about a year and a half ago, and uh, we've got some wonderful volunteers uh, that, that work every week back there. And so, so we... we well, no, every week we have wonderful volunteers. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Set me straight here. Um, so we, we think it's important to contextualize the message to the level of children. So, so we make great efforts to do that, to, to speak Jesus in their language. But here's the deal. I, I've noticed something in, in the modern churches that we cut up the demographics, the age demographics of people so much that, you know, we have uh, children's ministry, teen ministry, uh, young, young women, young men, singles, guys. You know, sometimes we have so many specific ministries for things that we actually end up separating folks in the body of Christ. And I think that that's been very detrimental that, that uh, I think it's good on one level. Uh, to speak to kids in their own language, but I also want kids to know that they're a part of this church. So what we started doing this year is once a quarter we have an all-ages service in here. How many of y'all been here for all-ages service? Uh, we get Nick up here, and I never know what he's going to destroy on my stage, but it's always going to involve some kind of liquid and uh, <laughs> something crazy. Uh, Nick comes in here, and we do a service where we incorporate the kids. Um, we do activities throughout the year that, that um, uh, we, uh, 
the outreaches that we do. When we did Bag Hunger back in uh, May, we, we collected a couple of tons worth of food for the hungry in the community. We, we did, this was an all-ages outreach. We want kids to get involved in taking care of feeding the poor. Uh, a lot of y'all don't realize this is not just modern art on the wall. Uh, back in December, we were raising money for water wells in Africa. By the way, we raised close to $17,000. Um, but this was our water awareness art night for the kids. So we had probably about 30 kids show up that night, and Jenna led a thing. And we talked about, uh, you know, how, how kids over here worry about video games a lot of times. But there's some kids who, who have to worry about what they drink out of the faucet. And so we got to do a night where we involved the kids not just in, in information, telling them what's going on, but, but actually creating stuff to be a part of the solution, engaging their own creativity. So we want to do things like this as a church uh we just and a couple times a year we'll do family uh uh barbecues where we invite all the kids out we had a, a big old time here last month uh had oh, i don't know it looked like 40 kids it was, it was crazy uh we had a bunch of jumpy things for them but but we the the, the thing that i want to say is that we value kids in every aspect of this ministry and here's where the values really look like. Number one, we believe that, that loving kids, that serving in children's ministry, we, we believe it's a discipleship issue. We believe that loving kids through intentional, ongoing action is actually a part of following Jesus. You know, uh, that that's a part of our spiritual discipline. Do you, you, you ever get frustrated that I, I wish I would look a little bit more like Jesus? Well, here's a great little spiritual discipline you can try. <laughs> Intentionally, uh, ongoing ways of loving kids. Not only do we value children, but we also value parents, especially mothers. Uh, you know, it breaks my heart. Recently, you know, back in uh, <laughs> back in uh, June, we had uh, we had to uh, stop offering uh, children's church for for infants and toddlers. Why is that? Because we didn't have enough people to do it. Uh, and, and, and it's sad. And, and part of the reason we didn't have enough people to do it is because people keep having babies, and a lot of the people that serve back there. That, that, that have the littlest ones in our church, uh, they can't serve initially, you know, and nor do we want them to. But, uh, but it's a big deal. And, and, you know, Dina tells me this all the time, you know. I, I love the fact that she gets to go back there. Um, and, and some of you guys, you may, uh, you may learn something from this. She gets to go back there because she, she loves hanging out with the infants and toddlers. That's her favorite group. So she's back there holding little babies, loving on them. And it scratches her itch to have more babies because she gets to love on a baby for an hour and then she gets to give it back. And so we're both happy. Because I love kids. I just don't want any more kids. And, uh, but one of these days, I'm still open to the Lord. Um, but, we, but, but here's the deal. Uh, it breaks my heart that we can't uh, love mothers more at this church and 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 I, I want some of you to think you know that there are people that serve back there every month who, who don't even have little kids people who are retired people who didn't have any children if you think of one of the ways to serve in this church that that probably shows love more than anything it's going back there to help out with particularly the little babies because it, can I get an amen from all the, the the young mothers? You have a brand new baby. Your life is consumed with that baby for a couple of years, right? Like you don't get a moment. And so, how how awesome would it be for us at this church to to uh, you know maybe service shift once a month or once every two months to just love mothers in this church, to just love mothers, to give them 
one hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half if I preach long, uh, where they can hang out <laughs> and worship with adults and have adult conversations and coffee and, and with, without somebody hanging on them. Um, is that a good thing to work for? Come on, ladies, shout down. All right. Uh, but here's the deal, and this brings me to the next point. We are committed to doing things in a sustainable way. I have noticed when it comes to church, the one area where people get more burned out than any other area in church is children's ministry. Because here's what happens. You find somebody that loves kids, and then you're like, great, I'm so glad we found you and you want to serve. And then you just throw them back there and leave them back there until they just burn out, right? All the burned out people said, amen. amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I see this happening over and over, is that, that people who love kids just end up getting burned out because they, they, uh, they just get so used up by the church. Here's what we're doing. We're committed to doing something in a sustainable way. And this is the reason we, you know, we could throw somebody back there with the young babies right now. But the, the deal is we would burn somebody out doing it because we don't have enough people to, to staff it in a sustainable way. We ask every volunteer that works in our children's ministry to serve one shift a month. Um, and, and, and that's not a whole lot. Uh, that's one shift a month. I know a lot of churches that ask you to serve, you know, two months on, one month off. or <laughs> uh, We just ask you to give up one and, one and a half hours once a month uh, to help in those areas. And we're committed to doing that in all aspects of our church, but specifically children's ministry. I know Dina would be back there every, and, and actually part of this is it, it's been my call. Like, I don't want you back there. I know we've got kids that need to be taken care of. But we're not going to destroy you to, to take care of these kids. We need other people to step up. So we want to do things in, in, in a sustainable way. And so, and heck, if you don't have any kids uh, and you want to serve once every two months, we'll, we'll, we'll take that as well. That's fine. Uh, we do have a co-op here. Uh, for those of y'all that are, if you're new here, we ask that if, we give you like a three-month grace period, but if you made up your mind that you want to be a part of North Shore Vineyard, at the end of three months, we ask you to step up and serve in children's ministry once a month, uh, either the wife or the husband. Because it is a cooperative effort, and it kind of goes with not burning people out, and I've been there, and we know what it's like, and so we value you more and um that's why it's important um you know even when there's not someone in the infant room I could cover that every Sunday but I can't I have to take care of my soul too so um and the way that we can sustain that is by having the co-op which if you use or bring your children to children's ministry, then either the dad or the mom participates. And it's really fun. We have a lot of fun back there. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't always speaking over here, I'd help oh, out. Oh, whatever. You would not go back there. <laughs> Dang. We, we believe... We, we believe that some, some of you may say, well, I don't really feel called to, to work with kids. We believe if God's given you a kid, that you, he's given you the gift to take care of that kid. Um, so, you're yep, you're called. You're called. <laughs> you may not have submitted to that call, but, uh, uh, and here's the next thing. So we want to do something. We, we consider this discipleship. We consider it uh, a, a way that we value children and parents. Um, 
sustainability. And then the next one is, is we want to do something that is both fun and safe. So when, what we look at back there is uh, it's, we want it to be fun, but we want it to be very safe as well. We make sure every person that works back there with the kids has a background check. We have a, a monitor so you can look into the classrooms. We record everything on a DVR. Uh, so in, in the case we need to play anything back, we've got that covered. Everybody gets a pager when they check it in. We have a safe way of doing all those things, um, but but we want to even improve on those aspects. We don't want to be constantly be improving because we live in a, a, a scary world uh, with little kids. Uh, so we want to do things that are safe and fun. And so that's kind of the way that we give rise, you know, the, the way that we deal with these values in the church. Is our TV not working yet? That one is. Okay, we got one TV working. She working on it? Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna tell one other story because here, here's the deal. This is kind of how I, I've kind of brought you up to speed with things in the church. But where are we going? Uh, if you've been at this church for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about Kids Hope USA. Uh, this is a program that that changed my life. Uh, it really, it really changed the way I did ministry. It changed what I thought of as ministry. When I when I talk about incarnational ministry, I learned so much of that stuff doing Kids Hope. Kids Hope is a mentoring program where a local church adopts a local school and you send in mentors uh, who will meet with an at-risk child one hour a week uh, throughout the school year. The thing that is great about Kids Hope is the consistency, yeah. is that you just keep showing up. Um, I, in, in the four years that I worked with Kids Hope, I, I kind of got a different kid every year, and, and I would find out, you know, the last kid that I had, uh, you know, his mom was a prostitute, his dad was in prison, and... It was amazing this kid was still in school. Yeah. I mean, he had so many things, but he's a great kid. Uh, for, he was surprisingly unaffected by all the junk in his life. And I would, I would go there and meet with him uh, one hour a week in school. And a lot of times it was just, uh, uh, you know, working on homework and stuff. And, and initially, I mean, it takes a couple months for these kids to trust you. Because a lot of times the, the kids that we're mentoring, they don't, they don't have anything that's stable in their life. That their life is, is, you know, that they have a lot of adults that, that are not consistent, a lot of people who break their promises, a lot of people who are not there for them. And what I found, though, is with every one of the kids I mentored, after you get a couple of months down the road, you just keep showing up. And it's just one hour a week. Um, they begin to open up. They begin to trust you. And they see that, that you really are there. And, you know, over the scope of nine months, it's not a whole lot of hours that you actually end up spending. But it's consistent. And it's weekly. And we started this program in Kenner uh, after Katrina. And I'm going to let Dina just tell a little bit of the story. I'll set it up. We, we had just moved to Kenner. We were on staff. I was on staff with the Kenner Vineyard. And our daughter, Tevia, wave at everybody. Okay, teenage wave. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tevia was, was like five years old. And so it was time to think about schooling options. We had a lot of friends who were doing homeschool. We thought about that. Uh, we thought about private schools. We thought about the local public school. We were new to, to Kenner, and we were a little scared about the public school system. We'd lived in Hammond, and we were like, what is it like? We'd heard a lot of bad stuff about New Orleans schools. And, uh, but we just kept praying about it, and we just felt like we, we had two things going on. We really felt a conviction that God wanted us to get involved in the community. And so uh, 
and then we also felt like God leading us there. So we, we, we enrolled our daughter there, and everything went great for the first probably seven months. And then Dina gets a call one morning that Tevia has just been stabbed with some scissors by another kid. Now, this is kindergarten. The scissors that this kid had access to were not uh, terribly dangerous. But this is where we'll pick up the story. So Dina gets the call, and like a mama bear, she runs down there to let the principal uh, ha <laughs> have a little piece of her mind. Uh, she was going to tell her how she, she used to get in bar brawl fly. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is where we bring you up to the story. So Dina and the principal with Miss Lana Deer from uh, Schneckenberger Elementary yeah. on the South Shore. And so I uh, went in there to see what I could do to protect my child. And as I'm sitting there, um, I don't know. I don't even know how it happened, but there was like a big, huge shift. It was not that I was tricked or anything, but somehow things started coming out of my mouth. And I was just really kind of caught off guard by what I was saying. Before we had moved there, um, Crispin and I had attended a church that Ethel and Floyd, that's how... Well, I think we knew y'all before then, but anyway, Calvary, I had participated in Kids Hope there. I had filled in for someone who could not uh, mentor, mentor their child that week. And um, so anyway, that's how I was introduced to it. So backing up in the principal's office, that's what starts happening. Well, I start saying, well... Well, what do you have for those kids? What do you have for, you're telling me this kid has this and this. I said, well, what do you have in place for him? And she said, well, nothing. You know, we have the teachers and, but you know, the, um, the children ratio to one teacher, I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous in public schools. I'm not bashing public schools because we go to them, but there are issues there. But um, so anyway, I mentioned Kids Hope USA to her. And I said, you know, something like that um, could really benefit a child like him. And um, she said, well, I would be interested in you, you know, looking into it. And next thing you know, I'm starting Kids Hope USA <laughs> with our church and with uh, the local school. So. Yeah, and it, and it was interesting because our, our launch of Kids Hope and Kenner actually uh, was scheduled. We were actually going, we just met with the, the teachers at the Kenner schools uh, two weeks before Katrina happened. And then Katrina happens and it throws off the whole mentoring program because kids were not in school for like two months. So, but it gave us an inroad as a church to be able to, to serve the public school. So we would bring hot meals to the teachers when the, the, when the cafeteria wasn't working. We helped get their landscaping up. We painted rooms for them. We funneled book supplies that were getting donated from people around the nation to kids who needed them because most kids uh, didn't have money for that stuff uh, right after then. And what happened is uh, shortly after that, we launched Kids Hope. And, uh, and, to this day, Kids Hope is still going on. You know, Dina was the director of Kids Hope down there for four years, and then we planted this church. And uh, now we started out with like 10, 10 mentors. Now they have over 30 mentors a week. 
going into this one school. And it's, I wanted to show you, that I, I may show this video in the future, Diane Lonadier, the principal, when we first mentioned the idea, she was a little leery because this whole idea about a church getting involved with a school was scary to her, you know. <laughs> because honestly, you know, when it comes to Christians in the public schools, it's not usually a good thing. You know, Christians love to protest the public schools, uh, love to protest curriculums, love to complain about the public schools. But what are these Christians going to do? Are they really going to help? And what she began to see, and it's, it's interesting when you see this interview, they interviewed her a, a couple of years ago. She's just like, this is the greatest thing because it's helped these teachers immensely. Even the social worker from, from Schneckenberger Elementary, he's going on telling other social workers around Louisiana, like, you got to get a church to do this with your school because he's only one person for a school of 400 kids. And so one person can only do a little bit, but if you've got... 30 extra people who are meeting with the at-risk kids, the, the kids that are often the most problems in a classroom for acting out and stuff, boy, that begins to make a difference. And the thing we've seen time and time again is that these kids uh, that, that have some of the biggest behavioral issues, when you start spending consistent time with them, their, their social skills change, their grades change, they, they begin to uh, actually get hopeful. Yeah. And that's the, way, that's, the only, that's the reason this whole program was started uh, years ago. It, it grew out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, it was a guy who was looking how to solve the crime problem. They realized if you intervene in the life of a child between kindergarten and sixth grade, there's a huge chance that one positive adult role model in that kid's life can actually make a, a difference. And I want to I wanna show a video here real quick. Um, this is from uh, the Kinder Vineyard. I had trouble reading before, now I'm not a Kids Hope is USA is something that helps people to read instead of being angry, you can always be happy. Kids Hope USA means a lot to me. My life would be different if I wouldn't good, get good grades in math and social studies. Kids USA means it's like it's sort of supportive and like helps kids to learn and every kind of kid who wants to know anything, the mentor is really supportive. I'm showing more people how to do their math homework or coursework and like somebody doesn't know what they're doing, I'll help them. Kids Hope USA means a uh, Good life. If I didn't met Miss Chrissy, I would have got F for my test and not been a good reader. Kids Hope USA is dedicated to developing the social and emotional needs of at-risk children. Volunteering just one hour a week, you can make an impact that will last a lifetime with a special child. Each school year, the number of Kids Hope mentors from our Vineyard family continues to grow. And each year, more and more kids look forward to the compassion and support of volunteers like you. Won't you join us to share with a child the gift of your time, your attention, and just how much someone like you can care? Yes, you can change a life. And that's no small change.
That's actual video footage from Schneckenberger Elementary taken last year, uh, the place that we started the, the uh, Kids Hope Mentoring Program a couple years ago. Why am I saying all um, there was a little girl in there who was actually from the same family that my boy that I still have a relationship with. Um, his sister is now in the program. But um, me and this little boy have been in a relationship since kindergarten. He is now in, uh, uh, he's going to ninth. He's supposed to be, well, anyway, so he's, he's 15 now and... Glad to say that. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. Uh, Judy was uh, Judy LeBlanc was one of our mentors too on the South Shore. Um, here's the deal. We've we've now got kids that will be graduating high school probably in the next two years that started out in this program that we're going to be hitting ten years that this program has been going on. Um, why am I saying all this about this program? We would like to launch a Kids Hope USA out of this church uh, in in Covington. Uh, we have not identified a school yet. That's on my agenda this year is to, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, feel like we're finally to the place where we could do this. Um, I'm going to start meeting with elementary schools and find out w one that could use this and, and where it really, you know, just pray on uh, about where uh, for God to open up some doors in that aspect. We've got great recommendations, so I, I really feel like uh, we just have to get a public school principal from Schneckenberger to tell anybody about it. She's the biggest fan of this thing. But... As a church, I just really feel like not only do we want to love the kids that come here every week, we're going to continue to do that, but we want to start reaching out to the community. And I believe one of the best ways we can do this in a way that is incarnational, intentional, uh, long-term, that, that, that will have lasting results is Kids Hope USA. So this brings me to the, to the kind of the final thing is uh, what are our goals for the, the, the coming year? Uh, we want to launch a Kids Hope mentoring program next year by this time so we're looking at a year down the road uh, th that'll give us enough time to train up we, we want to start the program with 10 volunteers we got to identify the school um, not to mention we it, it, it takes a, a, a good bit of time to get the budget and all that stuff together um, we also want to uh, provide children's ministry at, 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 across the board at our church for all services including uh, infants and and, and um, toddlers and uh, we also have have the desire to 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 in, you know upgrade some of our technology stuff in this church. Uh, we've got a, an automated uh, check-in thing that we're trying to get going and stuff too. All of this stuff costs money though, and that's not the reason we're talking about it this morning. Uh, but here's the deal: uh, to, to get the Kids Hope program going, it's going to run us about a minimum of about seven thousand dollars a year to, to fund Kids Hope. I believe that's some of the best money we could spend. I, I want us to have all that money together before we launch the program uh, so we can do that. So I want you to be praying about, like, how, how you can invest in that. And if you can give towards that, that would be great. Uh, you can even just uh, put on your offering check, uh, Kids Hope, uh, in the memo section. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just mark those funds to get that started. Um, also, we need about $2,500 to, to upgrade some of the stuff around here. We've been upgrading all kinds of things this last couple months, uh, but, but we need to get some computers and some things like that to upgrade the children's ministry. So, hey, you know, there, there's a few ways you can get involved. Number one, volunteer. If we could get about five or ten people extra that, that would do one shift a month with children's ministry, uh, that would be awesome. We could, we could offer everything that we would like to offer every weekend. And uh, there's a lot of mothers who would say thank you, um, who, who would feel very loved by that. 
So number one, volunteer. You don't have to be a woman or a mother to volunteer, by the way. Uh, guys can do it. Zach is Zach volunteers. Uh, he's one of our best guys back in the back. He's back there every month. Brian Murray. Oh, there's a bunch of guys back there. And uh, sometimes we really need some guys back there. Um, no offense to the ladies, but uh, um, so volunteer. Secondly, financially, uh, think of how, just ask the Lord how you can help financially. And then finally, the last thing is uh, is, is prayer. Please pray with us in the coming months. Pray for wisdom on how to go about these things. Pray for, for, for God to open up doors and for us to, to know where he's leading us uh, with the schools. Pray that we get favor and, and just that, that he would show us the way. We've got the plan. We just need the right place to implement it. So that's all i got to say about that. Has anybody got any questions really quick? I, I, this is a scary thing to do. Uh, Ethel. <laughs> License, training, well, we do a couple of parties a year. Kids Hope actually requires that you have a paid director. You don't have to pay the director a whole lot, but they want, they want the person that's actually overseeing the Kids Hope program to, uh, to be paid a, a part-time salary from the church. So that's, that's part of the thing. And, and that's part-time? Well, yeah. Part-time? A part-time salary? Okay. Yes. No, they said a stipend. A stipend, yeah. That's, Is that yeah. Yeah, stipend. So you're getting aggravated I'm up here because I'm directing you. Yes. At least you don't have a microphone, though. At least nobody can hear that on the tape. No. <laughs> yeah, so the $7,000 goes to completely fund everything. We do, we do a Christmas party. Uh, do like three parties a year. Uh, we do a, a, some, some special things like that for the kids. So... Um, and I'm saying a minimum of 7000 maybe a little bit more than that. If we get 7000 we can launch the thing, though, at least. Anybody else got any questions, comments, contentions? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it varies. Um, not everybody develops a relationship beyond the school. And sometimes that is safe, and it's the best choice to make. So um, it just depends on what happens in the relationship. It's very relationship-based, and um, you're not there to save the child. That's what I had to remember when I went into that. And um, I put myself really out there and I learned the hard way and had to start backing up a little and um but we have a great relationship but there's boundaries in place so it's really important so and that's the thing with kids hope where you're not allowed to to proselytize uh you you can't talk about religion with these kids which I got to tell you as, as somebody who's been in ministry all these years it was it was such a great thing for me because now you have to be the gospel. Yep. You got to be the good news to a kid, and you know, <laughs> and and I needed to learn that, and it changed my life. That's why I say, like, yeah, we're going in to help kids. It will change your life if you want to encounter Christ in a deeper way. That's that, that that's one of the best ways to do it. Sure. Somebody else, share it. We were real flexible on the South Shore. It was kind of it, it basically if the school. The school may have a few blocks of time that are better, but you just work out a time uh, that works with the school. They usually 
you know, if you take the kid out of PE or whatever, they're usually good with that. Um, you meet on campus in a library or some kind of public area. So, um, yeah, you never, yeah. Uh, in a secluded area, yeah. you have to stay where you can be seen. You asking one child? Oh yeah, absolutely. And a matter of fact, uh, the the Kids Hope program that we started on the South Shore, typically they only let you adopt one school. Now they've let you adopt the the next school as well. They just don't want churches spread too thin. So so like Kenner, they've adopted like the elementary school and the middle school now. And so there are people that have been with the same kid now for six or seven years. And so that. Man, that's amazing when you think of all the cumulative time. And like, like Dina, her, her kid that she mentored, she calls him up a couple times a year. They talk. Uh, they go have Chick-fil-A and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, yeah, you, you build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not, not with Kids Hope. At the moment, you know, now here's the deal. Once we start getting involved with the local community, who knows what will develop out of that, you know? What we found with Kids Hope was it got us a door, an open door into the public school, and now then we were able to paint things for them. We would do fundraisers. They would, they would need to raise money for the school. We'd send out a band. We'd cook barbecue. We'd donate. You know, we, would, we had sound system stuff that, that they had no idea about, so we would do their little festival, and it'd be like kicking. Uh, because we had a lot of stuff to, to, to back them with. So there, there's a lot of ways that, that things that can develop out of that relationship. But All right. That's enough. Why don't you all stand up and we'll close in prayer. Well, Holy Spirit, we...